Hi guys, Manishma. Um, today is the 18th of Adar Aleph. Um, so we're in the middle of chapter 30. Baruch Hashem, love these leap year, the leap year. It's like, I know I always say this, but like I comment on this a lot, but like, it's just fascinating. Like you have this, like chapter 31, I can't even tell you how beautiful, I was actually thinking if anybody wants on Friday to like do an actual class for chapter 31, because it's very beautiful but literally then you have this whole chapter 30 which is a very beautiful chapter but like not as inspiring and it's like one paragraph at a time every day this week and it's like i feel like the altar is just like like the hashkacha practice of the setup of tanya is like calling upon us to be like no i will not just let you pass over this chapter you know and just be like it was you know it was like this with chapter 29 too like I'm not going to just let you ch- jump over this and be like, okay, you know, like, like, okay, I get it. You know, like, no, we actually have to like explore what really is being spoken about here. So I just want to backtrack for a second and tell you some other ways of people like, cause I've been really looking, this chapter to me was not like, oh, I totally get it right away. Like I didn't feel that way about it. Um, and I was looking into like other people's teaching it to kind of gain a better understanding. And what was fascinating to me is that s- Every class that I listened to about chapter 30, somebody, everybody explained it in a different way. Like, no, I didn't hear two of the same explanations about chapter 30. Like, the overall, obviously, explanation of chapter 30 is that it's the chapter about jealousy, right? That there's this person that's experiencing this experience of, like, I feel like I'm better than everybody else. But the deeper understanding... Jealousy? Not jealousy, I'm sorry, arrogance. Like, arrogance and judgment. I keep on saying jealousy. It's so interesting. In my own head, I keep saying jealousy too, and I kept noticing that. Like, I wonder. So there's a connection. There's a connection like, for me, yeah. It's easy to be jealous, actually. It's so interesting. I wonder if jealousy is actually a big part of it. You know, like when you see somebody that you're actually judging. I'm secretly jealous. You're secretly jealous. Why do you get to get away with? I don't know, having fun, and I don't. Exactly. Exactly. Like, why do you get to be so unbridled and carefree and I'm here doing all this hard work and you're just like... I literally have somebody that comes to my house all the time, like one of the, whenever one of the girls, and literally says that to me. Wow. Does everybody else work as hard as me? Oh my God. It's so hard. I feel like I'm always working and I'm like, girl, everyone's got their struggles at their wow. own time. Wow. Just like focus on you and get better. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't say it exactly like that. It's debilitating. It's debilitating. It. So just to go out out of the zone of just so what what are some of the ways I've been hearing people talk about it? That one of the main ways that I'm hearing is that this chapter is a standalone chapter. Right. That the Alter is talking about all these different things. When we've been talking about like the Lev Nishbar and the way to kind of differentiate ourselves from our animal soul and to get to a point where we're in the throne of our God, these are all these different things, and now you have this chapter, that's the standalone chapter, where the altar says, okay, now what about jealousy? I mean, what about arrogance? What about when you think that you're better than other people? Um, that's, and then what's the answer? That the answer is the same. For, depend, the question is different for everybody, but the answer is pretty much the same. And the answer is pretty much always what the altar is saying in this chapter, that the reason why you feel arrogant is because you're comparing yourselves. But there's actually, in the realm of MS, in the realm of Hashem's world, there's no such thing as comparison. Why? Because that person, it's actually so intensely, like, such, like, all teachers should learn this chapter. All they were basically teaching that when somebody shows up in a way that seems negative, the question isn't why, 
the question is not what are they doing it's kind of like don't ask me what i'm doing ask me like where what happened to me Alterba says that the reason for which they're acting the way they're acting is because of their mikaima, is because of their place, is because of their internal place and their external place. And for you to judge them, what you're saying is you're judging their reaction based on your internal experience. You're judging their choice based on your experience. But Alterba is basically changing the paradigm and he's saying you can't judge them against you. Every person has their own mikaimai. Every person has their own God-given internal challenges and external challenges. And when you're in a state of judging, what you're basically saying is that if that, it's like if that person had, you're, you're assuming that they have the same internal world as you. And the author changes the whole paradigm that instead of judging them, look inwards. Am I doing what, I, am I living up to the most of my potential? Am I living up to the most, am I overcoming the challenges that I have, not the challenges that they have, not, not are they overcoming the challenges that I have? Am I, like, it's almost like staying in our own lane. Um, what that, ma- the, just, I want to I wanna just, I keep going off of what I, I really did want to do this though, that what are t- uh, just two of the ways of like, what, what the value of this chapter is based on um, a few of the ways that I've been seeing other people teach it, is that number one, it's what's a standalone chapter to help yourself not be arrogant because not an animal soul feels arrogant. This is a way to not be arrogant. Great. Another thing I've been seeing is that it's actually a continuation of the Lev Nishbar category, right? So uh, the Lev Nishbar conversation. What's this whole Lev Nishbar conversation that we've been having? That if like, you listen to other classes of Tanya, you, you hear this message, and I hope that I'm not divorcing this class from that message. I just hope that I'm giving it over in a way of more, in a way that's actually able to be DOS because you know, you tell me from today to tomorrow that the purpose of my life is to feel like a loser and I will have no idea what you're saying. My animal soul will understand what you're saying because I already feel like a loser. But is that actually helping my avoda? I'm not sure, you know. But I, I was hearing in a few classes people saying that, like, what's the point of this whole conversation about jealousy? That you should get to a point that it's the continuation of Leib Nishbar, that what should you do? You should get to a point where you actually realize that you're the worst person. Because... That person, you, until now you've been saying, oh, I'm better than them. And then you realize that actually the reason why they're bad is because of their makaim. Oh, but then you look at your makaim and you realize that you could be way greater than you are because you don't have those challenges. And suddenly you realize, hey, I'm actually not that good. Right? And then you're, then you are, you're, um, literally, I, I mean, if anybody finds it on their own, I'm not, not going to say it was, but I just, like, in one of the times, like, it was, and now you realize that you're the worst person ever? Mission accomplished. <laughs> I'm like, okay, thanks. Inspiring. <laughs> Inspiring. <laughs> and, I, and I see where that thought, that, that thought is coming from. When you kind of learn the broader picture of Tanya, you realize that feeling like you're the worst person ever is actually realizing that the way that you've been identifying with your animal soul is the worst thing ever, and that really you're so much more than your animal soul. But that language is just not, it, it does, you have to say the full picture. And to me, and to, in my understanding of what this chapter is, where, where I kind of, I wanted to just bring those two things, not, in, not even in contrast, just to have like almost like a shot understanding. But if I could open the floor a little bit, you know what I mean? Open the horizon of what we're really talking about. When we go back and realize that what were, what were we even doing when we were talking about the Leib Nishbar? Like, first of all, no, this chapter is not a standalone chapter. It's, there's no such thing as a standalone chapter. Is it, pop, 
it happens to be this chapter is one that I would say can be looked at as a standalone chapter in the sense of like, this is great advice, you know, like to look at when somebody is showing up in a challenge with a challenge, with a struggle with like, oh my God, you're looking at them and you're like, bro, like, why are you doing that? You should not be doing that. I'm judging you for what you're doing. Look at their makaymai. Look at their makaymai. It's like, I keep thinking of this example of like when kids don't show up in the right uniform and the principal or the teachers right away go to like, you have to put on the right, nah, 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 nah. and it's like, pause. Like, did you eat breakfast? Did you, do you even have, did your mother, is your mother in the hospital and she couldn't do laundry? Like, what's going on that led to this moment? You know, like a kid starts listening to Jewish music. Oh my gosh. Nah, nah, nah. What's going on in this kid's life that's making them feel like they need to listen to this, to this music? A kid's talking to boys. What's going on? You know, like, let's look at the bigger picture. Like, somebody feels like crap about themselves and you've done all the work and now you feel better at yourself, but that person's still in those cycles of shame and, and you're just looking at them like, come on, heal. They have a different story of trauma. They have a different, we were talking about this yesterday. We all, even things like mental illness, things like, like, even, okay. Even things like mental illness, <laughs> like you can look at somebody and be like, why aren't they just getting better? Why aren't they figuring it out? Come on, I did the work, I did the work, you, you do the work too. Stop, pause, 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 pause. They have their makam, I have my makam. They have their God-given journey, I have my God-given journey. And the beauty of understanding this chapter in the context of everything else is that, like we keep saying, like if we're talking about Eidam Mavadeh, but we see a gap, then it's not in Mavade. And if we're saying that the truth of the matter is that our animal souls are not essentially who we are, that our animal soul consciousnesses of experiencing ourselves as anything other than the light and breath of Hashem is not essentially who we are, but is something inside of me. If I'm telling myself from today till tomorrow that I see myself like that, but then I'm looking at you and I'm not seeing you like that, I'm not seeing myself like that then there's a glitch in the matrix. It's not, it's not a flow. And I just want to pause here for one second and just insert parentheses of, I wish that my, every time I pass over saying this, I always like regret it, but then I'm like, hey, just stay at the flow. Like try as best as I can to stay at the flow. But I just want to take a moment to notice that when we say that our animal soul consciousness is not who we are and that, like we said in chapter 29, that if we look at the Sitra Akhara and we say, I know who you are, then the Sitra Akhara disappears, Right? That does not mean that suddenly all our struggles disappear. It means that we stop fighting our struggles, which are two very different things. Ailam Hazeh has klipa. Mashiach is not when klipas noga disappears. Mashiach is when you look at the klipas noga and you say, I know who you actually are. I know what your actual purpose of being here is. And it's like, that. Let's, even mental illness, like somebody that's really experiencing like, a big thing going on in their life. They're really like they have lower levels of serotonin and dopamine, or they actually are, they're really blended with a part to a really an extreme way, all these different things. To say, or, and, and then if you don't even want to go into the category of mental illness, even the stuff in our lives, the ways that we get triggered, the things that we're experiencing, the, the, all the stuff in our lives that are the Sitra Akhra stuff, that are the stuff that are making us experience ourselves as something other than God. When we see that stuff through the lens of, you are not me. You are something given to me by Hashem. You are actually also the breath of Hashem. Sitra Akhra has no sfekos in Amuna. All those things that Altair has been teaching us. It's not that that thing disappears as much as the, the Ra of that thing disappears. Suddenly, my journey becomes not the enemy, but becomes 
my divine purpose. Like the way that I get triggered by my child, it's not that I now no longer ever get triggered by my child, that the next time I get triggered by my child, I'm like, hi, breath of Hashem. Hi, gift from Hashem here for me. And next time I see somebody else struggling, it's, it's, it's just noticing it's the same exact theme that can we do this for other people too? Like when I see somebody in their challenge, in their way of showing up, even as the Kalash of the Kalim, like Alter was saying here, this person's showing up and they're just like, you're like, yo, like, what are you doing? Like, can I see that person? Not that they're, they're not, not to deny the reality, but can I see the reality as, the, as completely aligned with the divine truth, with the divine plan, with the oneness of Hashem? That it's not, there's nothing divorced from the oneness of Hashem. There's, no, there's nothing like on the sidelines saying like, okay, Hashem is everything, but I'm over here. And that doesn't mean that you deny that, that thing. It means that you actually can now look at it clearly. And when you get triggered, it's like, oh, I actually now notice my trigger, <laughs> you know? Because it's, this is also the oneness with, with Hashem. But just wanted to notice that, that when we say that our animal soul is not, a, is not us, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It means that because it's not essentially who I am, I am able to actually notice it and hold it and experience it and not be drowned by it. But there's no denial. Um, just like there's no point in this chapter that you're looking at somebody else and you're seeing them as that Kalash of the column and the Altar never says they're not a Kalash of the column. Like they, they are doing everything right. It's not the point. That's not what we're saying. It's that if you knew the journey of their lives, if you knew the context of their create, if you knew the context of who they are, of where they come from, of their divine purpose and reality, there'd be no judgment left because you would see them and their challenge and the way that they're approaching their challenge and every single thing about them as one with the divine story. Just like when we see ourselves from our godly space, we see that in our side of ourselves too. So, that being said, um, let's, let's go inside and if we want to recap after, we will. Um, um, just the last line of yesterday's Tanya is that that person that is, enga- that is engaging with their life in this way of Kal Shabbat in this way of like not hey, good morning. Um, of like not putting in much effort seemingly and the author was basically saying that it's true that they, will ne- they can't be excused from that behavior we're talking about explanations not excuses the same way that's for ourselves. when we have this whole story we're talking about this whole drama of like that our animal soul is not us it's this thing inside of us we have the power to sit in the throne of our souls and hold on blah 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 all this stuff that doesn't mean that okay so now it's just what there's never a point of it's whatever there's only the point of now we're empowered to actually be who we actually are but, and with this too, that when you look at somebody else and you're seeing them and now we're starting to change our, perspe- change our perspective from I'm judging you to I'm curious about you. I'm curious. I'm curious about it. It's Mamash, it's curiosity instead of judgment. It's Chachma. Um, you know, it's like, you can see that so much. What do you mean the people are living on a different plane? Uh, so because you see clearly that they're in a different makam. That's obvious that they're in a different makam. But how are people judging the kids who did grow up from? Ooh. Like, what is going on? Like, why are you going over there? You do 
And then I like pause and I'm like, whoa, like right now I'm seeing them through my Nefesh of Bahamas. My Nefesh of Bahamas is like, Wow. And rubbing on theirs. It's like, yo, pause a second. Like, Your God is so curious where they're coming from. Where, yeah. What led to this moment where they're, yeah, exactly. It makes it so much easier. Wow. Like, you see that. Yeah. And we're just noticing, by the way, I love when this is the fun thing to notice, that, that when something is easy, it's not because it's a cop-out, it's because it's MS. Geula is not hard. Geula is calm. Me, my friend, we were talking recently, like she is experiencing something that's like the super big deal in her life that always used to trigger her so much. And she's like, I'm calm. She's like, am I, like we were talking, and she's like, am I numb? Like, am I, maybe I'm numb. And we were like laughing about it. Like, she's not numb. She's trained herself. She's done work with this thing enough that her natural response is her godly soul instead of her animal soul. And so she's calm. She's not numb. Calmness and numbness are not the same thing. We're used to chaos. We're used to our animal souls that everything is this chaotic experience and we're judging, each other, judging ourselves, judging each other. Blah, blah, blah. And suddenly it's like we start journeying. We start doing this work, this avaida of journeying into the space of Gula. We're opening our eyes. We're opening our Chavas Hadas. And suddenly we're like, wait, like I can be in this moment and be okay and not freak out at you and not freak out at myself. And it's like, that's Mashiach. That's, and so the fact that it's easy, like the fact that it feels good and right is the result of it being emis, not the result of it being cop-out, you know? This is interesting to notice. So the author finishes yesterday's Tanya by saying that we do all have the power of having mayach shalat al-halev, and that for ourselves, we're just noticing, like, I have no right to say, you didn't have enough mayach shalat al-halev. Why? Because I don't know your lave. I don't know your moach. I don't know your island. I don't know you. <laughs> As much as I think I know you, I don't. I will always be within the confines of my own brain and my own body. I will never know you to an extent. And if I'm judging you, I'm essentially judging you through the lens of me, of myself. <laughs> and that is, that's, it's not MS. Um, Truly, it is a great, fierce struggle. It is an intense thing. The Shbar HaYetzer, to conquer this Yetzer that is burning like a big fire. How would you conquer it? Mipnei Pachat Hashem, through the fear of Hashem. That's what the author has been explaining to us this whole time, that the way to, to channel the Yetzer is through the awareness of God, saying that Hashem is here. And it's true that every person has a responsibility to do that, and yet it's not necessarily true that every person is going to be able to do that the same. Mamish. I loved that. that that it's, it's just, first of all, it's validating, but also it's, I have a friend who always says that, like, she's, every, every single thing is like, it's a, it's a test, it's a test, it's a test, and it's like kind of annoying sometimes, because like, stop being so spiritual, but also like, what a gorgeous way of seeing your life, that, I mean, ideally, it shouldn't be in a way of, it's a test, like, it's a test, you know what I mean, but it's a test, like, it's a nisayon, it's a nisayon, like, Hashem is giving me this exact thing as a nisayon for me, as a, and what is a nace? We know this, I know it's from a different part of Hasid, is that a nace is a challenge, a, a test, but it's also a nace is a banner. And there's, I forget what it is, what Sikha I, I read this from, but that all nisayons are actually there to lift you up. And it's not anything new. We've talked about that last chapter too. That the Sitra Akhra is actually showing up to raise you higher. That's the only purpose it's even showing up in the first place. But imagine if we're able to reframe our own experience like that, you know? Like, it's wild. What did you say, a banner? A banner, yeah. A nace is a banner. Like, like a banner of like, like you raise a flag saying like, here I am. Like this is, this is my 
conquest. Like this is my. Does that make sense? That's a double meaning. But you're, I get what you're saying. Like, how does a flat, how does a banner raise you up? Yeah. I think it's like the 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 ex, like the. Or like a banner. This is Hashem. Oh, that's cool. Ooh, I love that. I love that. That's what I like that. Literally, like every Nisayon is like Hashem saying, "Here I am. <laughs> Here I am. Come, come walk towards me. Here I am. So come into my ask- arms." Every day, and that Hashem should not give us a new science. That's such a good question. But when it comes, the lowly day Nisayon, right? Hashem just wants to be with you. So then, why would we? Maybe yeah. Cause, yeah, and because he gives us enough to see What's that? We really ask for them. He gives them. But then, yeah. why do we ask not for them if we really believe? Because they're, they're hard. I know. We don't ask for any We don't ask for a challenge in marriage either. No, but it shows a lack of belief that he knows what he's doing. In my opinion, but you can give it to us. I feel like it's your animal soul. So then, why yeah. does he give us the check? You get it? Like it's a I contradiction. Hear your question. I'm sorry, I'm trying to answer that. Crystal, hi guys, I'm Malky. I'm Malky. Something I think about is like, what's the function of a Nisayon, right? Is to make, like, hi guys, I'm here, right? Not, I've got it, right? <laughs> and I think that there's other ways to cultivate that and bring that into our life without the Nisayon. I'm saying, I think it's the other one I was saying, when it comes, because it does show up in our lives in different ways, then we. Like, so it happens with actual, yeah. the, the purpose of it, and not get sidetracked by the difficulty of the test. But there's other ways to acquire the same, like, connection without the yeah. difficulty. Well said. Well said. I feel like it's also like the animal soul is like saying, don't give me the test. Like, I don't want it. I'm yeah. happy where I am. And the godly soul is like, okay, I'll take the test. Like, I'll... I'll get closer to you. Like That's interesting. That's interesting. So the, Making the sitter is, yeah, the sitter is basically talking to, acknowledging our nefesh at and it's false. I think, I think also there's, there's a dichotomy that we have to hold at the same time, which is like Hashem, I don't want any, it's like, imagine like in a marriage, like I don't want anything to happen that will make me feel separated from you, but also in my deepest self, and I maybe, I maybe don't even always say this out loud because it's such a deep knowing that I don't even have to say it out loud. It's like almost like the bride covered with the veil. But it's a deep knowing of if something does happen, I know that we will use it to come closer to each other. Like, and I don't, I'm not going to say that out loud to you all the time because the goal is that nothing happens that separates us. But it's a deep trust that if something did happen like that, I would say, ha, here it is. Now I'm going to come closer to you. You know, it's like a, it's a, it's a unconditional commitment of whatever you throw at me, I'm going to use to come closer to you, you know? And, but again, you don't, you don't always. Because you don't want it. Like, it's Because you want to be one with how you don't, you right, want to be. it's not ideal in your mind. But honestly, it's interesting. Like, in so much of Hasidus, it says that, like, the, the Nisayons are actually even higher than everything else. And, like, we just said that in Parah Chavav, that when you have a physical challenge, it's literally the depth of Hashem revealing himself to you. So, so, and then it's, so you should actually increase in simcha when you have the Nisayan. Like, right. so there's a lot of ways of seeing the same thing. For it, it seems like we don't really believe it. Fine, it doesn't you. have to be answered. Like, I I'm you. just, I don't know. Right, it's a very interesting thought, yeah. No, that's, that's the thought. Right. It doesn't have, it's just, it's a paradox. Like, right. um, okay, let's, let's just go. Chana, Chana, do you want closing that here? Okay, the Hilkach, and therefore... Sarah kol adam. Every person has to lefi mashahu mekaymai umadregasa davedis Hashem leshkol uluvchen baatzmai. Every person has to, on his own, do in his own for himself, um, judge himself according to his own madrega. 
אשכול אבחן בעצמא, אם הוא עבד השם בערך ובחינס, נחמה עצומה כזי וניסיין כזה. So we're saying that this, um, that this call should be calling, we're literally looking at him and saying, we now understand that, it's actually, it's really wild. Basically what the author is saying right now is that the fact that the call should be calling shows up in a way of call should be calling means that they must be experiencing a very intense struggle. It's, it's, this, is the altar, this is the altar of it, like this is the tzaddik. The tzaddik says that if you're showing up in a way that is appearing as separate from Hashem, it means that you are trying so hard. It means that there's some, there must be something so difficult, so to speak, going on in your life, spiritually, physically, emotionally, in whatever capacity, that it's causing this to happen. Because why? Because it's not natural. See how, for me, as a not tzaddik, I look at that person that's, experience, that's experiencing themselves as separate from Hashem, and I'm like, okay, that's just you. That's just who you are. The Alter Rebbe is looking at that person and saying, do you know what must be going on in that person's life? And again, spiritually or on any other plane of reality, that's causing them to experience themselves like that? That's not natural to them. They must be going through such a fight. That's what the Alter Rebbe is saying. And then the Alter Rebbe is asking, are you going through that same fight? That person that's appearing as that separateness from Hashem person, they, they're going through the craziest thing. Are you? That's the that's three frame right now. And that we have to assess ourselves. Nisayan Kazet, am I going through this intense Nisayan? Going through this intense battle? The Vakinas Vaasetaiv in the way of Vaasetaiv. Because again, the altar is talking to Abainani right now, and Abainani is somebody who isn't necessarily doing the, the Avera, but is is this person fully engaged in Asetaiv? Kigain Ba'avaidis Hatafila the Kavana. This is just in the way of specifically in the way of Davening with Kavana Lishbaikhanaf Shalapne Hashem Bachol Kaikai Mamish. That, you're, that you should be pouring out your entire soul to Hashem with your entire strength, ad mitzvah hanefesh, to the extent of wringing out your soul with all your intellectual and emotional power. We're noticing, if this sounds like hard, that's exactly the point. Out there was basically saying that the intensity through which it would take for you to do the things that Alter was telling us right now, which is going to be in tomorrow's Tanya too, Davening like with so much passion and fire that your entire existence is like surging with the davening. That's what you could imagine to be the same struggle as that person who's showing up that you were judging. You get it? That's that's what to battle with their body and with their nefesh Bahamas that's that's distracting you from that kavana. <clears throat> that they should be overcoming their animal soul and saying, no, now I'm showing up to, the, my, to my davening. We all know how hard that is. <laughs> and also in tefillah, <laughs> to exert your spirit and exert your body. And just like exerting your body is a great one for this because it's like we know how hard that is. We know how hard it is to do that extra thing when you're tired, when you're, when you're exhausted. And about ourselves, we're like, okay, like, I get it. Like, I, I, I feel how hard this is. And that's exactly what Alter is saying, though. He's reframing our perspective. This is very, not deep, but very powerful. Can the same, this, when I'm judging that other person, can I notice that me, ju- I, what I'm doing right now is I'm judging them against my own self. Can I make that separation and say that, no, they have their makam, I have my makam. Am I... 
showing up with the amount, with the same amount. It's like assuming that they are putting in so much energy just to get to the place that they are. And then asking, am I putting in that same amount of energy? And suddenly this, the, the judgment goes away because you see them as like this glorious piece of God. Um, <coughs> all right. L'chaim levracha. To knowing that we're going to say tomorrow, but to knowing that our, our struggles are not us, but they are ours. And the other person's struggles are not them, but they are theirs. And that's a profound difference because if your struggle is not you, but it is yours, then suddenly I wonder how I can help you. I wonder how I can be of support to you in your life. I wonder how I can nurture you to be the most that you are instead of judging you based on what you've done already and not done already. And the Chaim Levracha to also seeing that in ourselves, that can I see myself that my struggles, and by struggles I don't only mean the desire to do an Avera and the desire to kill and steal and lust and blah, blah, blah. I mean the way that my mind will naturally go towards a place of separateness. The way that my mind will naturally attach itself to thoughts that say that I'm something other than good and whole and abundant and that abundant blessings are going to come to me and that I will be able to receive that. Like all of the things that are godly, all the things that are bitachon. Can I see that entire category of beliefs and actions and thoughts and self-talk and all that as not me, but as mine? And when I do that, suddenly I have space to actually say, okay, this is not me, this is mine. <sighs> what comes next? What comes next? But it's, it's, that, it's that balance. We're not, we're not stubborn logs of otherness. We're expansive godly beings who have the gift of Hashem giving us moments where we don't always see that so that we can come closer to seeing that even deeper. Okay.